Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Some vocal warm-ups. That's what the pros do. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> I sit in solemn silence on a dull, dark dock in a pestilential prison with a lifelong lock awaiting the sensation of a short, sharp shock from a cheap and chippy chopper on a big black block. Yo, I saw it in the store. I was going to put... I was going to put... Okay, so Daryl's holding up a little uh, model of... Te, uh, not, sorry, of Hans Mazda from Tokyo yeah. Drift. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, Bo Yang Ho sent it to me as kind of a, a thank you. I walked him through a bunch of bicycle stuff. He yeah. Purchased a bike recently, but it seems like it's timely for like a Christmas gift as well. For sure. For sure. Uh, there were a ton of models at the store here. Uh, and there were some RC models as well. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Very solid. Uh, what do we? I saw the sky. There was a skyline. There was a charger. Oh, dude, that's got like a little diecast engine in it. That's so mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. It's got a back that opens up to a boot, a trunk. Man, that's red. Looks good, right? Yeah, looks very good. It's a nice model. Uh, we should post a picture. You should post a picture on the Instagram. You know, see if I can get something nice going. Get something going. Put it out. Put it in the street and get one of those, uh, like a forced perspective thing, where it looks like it's full size. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, what did we watch this week? We watched eight because we're doing these fucking movies in random order. This is an exciting pod. This is no one likes to tune podcast. This is exciting. Boom, we're fucking. It's going, we're moving, we've got energy, we definitely aren't in need of a nap, we definitely aren't crashing <laughs> from all the coffee we and bagels we ate this morning. Uh, yeah. So, got energy, watched eight. I watched another movie this week called The Trial of the Chicago Seven. It's on oh. Netflix. Did you watch mm -hmm. it? I don't think I I don't think I finished it. I think I started it, but yeah, I was give me two ambitious. seconds on it. Give me two yeah, seconds on it. I uh, think I started trying to do it. Yeah. It was a bit yeah. much. Aaron Sorkin's second directorial effort. I'm not a huge fan of him mm. as a behind the camera. I think he's a very good writer. I think he's written some great stuff, uh, like Moneyball. I think he and and the social network. I think he's written some pretty bad stuff, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh I'm not like a studio sixty believer. There's people out there who love that show, but I am not one of them. Uh, and the fucking what was that network show that he did? Eh, who gives it? He did an HBO show about like a news network or some shit. I don't know. It wasn't mm -hmm. very good. <sighs> yeah, I think he needs. I think he needs. I think he needs to spend some time behind the camera. I don't know what the deal is. I just like his lazy. It's just. It's not lazy. I don't think he's trying to be lazy, but like. It's real. It's like basic, kind of mm. in my mind. Like a lot of the setups are just like, 
let's lock the camera down in a room full of people and do this whole conversation just like everybody's sitting in a room talking to each other. It's like, okay, mm. that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the performances, I think, like Eddie Redmayne is fine. I'm not the biggest Eddie Redmayne guy. Sasha Baron Cohen is fine. Uh, he's trying to do this like Abby Hoffman Boston accent thing, which I don't really think plays very well but it's fine his british accent comes through sometimes um but here's what i'll say there's a good chunk of the middle of the movie where it's mark rylance one of the finest actors living today as a lawyer in a courtroom and like aaron sorkin courtroom dialogue performed by mark rylance is like mad is that's fun and good yeah that part is great but the rest of it, I thought, was kind of forgettable. Mm. Yeah. Kind of like a boomer wet dream of a movie, too. Of, like, look how hard we work to, like, change the fucking world. It's like, yeah, well, kind of fuck you guys also. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so I can't recommend, but, you know, if you have two and a... Oh, it's too long. It's, like, two and a half hours. It's, a, it's too long. So, Yeah. What can you think of like a long movie that like was worth the time, was worth the watch? Oh, that's tough. (laughs) 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 Right? Heat. Once you, Heat. Heat's a good ass movie. (laughs) Michael Mann. Mm Hmm. Um. Dunkirk, solid movie. Pretty long. I'd watch that again. Interstellar. That's another Nolan. Pretty long. Uh-huh. I think that movie's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of like somebody else. Who else like makes long? The thing is, they only let like prestige, like white dude directors make super long ass movies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like I was like, can I think of any like female directors making long? <laughs> like, nah, dude. No. <laughs> Studios like let's shave off forty minutes off of that. Yeah, yeah. Which I I tend to think is the right call for anybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like just cut twenty minutes out of this movie, please. Yeah, yeah. I think in our experience here, anything over two oh five, two ten is way too long. And no, if you're it's way anywhere too long. close, if you're anywhere close to three hours, like it's toast. It's like it's impossible to make that worthwhile. I, I actually can't even watch five minutes of those Lord of the Rings movies or mm-hmm. The Hobbit, either one. Because one, I find them unbearably boring. Uh, and like knowing they're going to be that boring for three and a half hours, I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. No, thank also, you. Also, like, like a normal human cannot... Um, not go to the bathroom in three hours. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, you needed intermission. Yeah, sixty percent of your audience is gonna have a bad time for the last for the back thirty percent of that movie. One of the best theater experiences I ever had was Hateful Eight, which is not on my top list of any kind of movie, you know, any kind of genre of movie. But like, it's fine. But an hour and twenty minutes into that movie, it's like. Oh, we're going to take a 10-minute intermission. Go take a piss. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, thank you, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome of him. Right. You know? 
I was into it. Uh, yeah, so Trial of Chicago 7, I wouldn't recommend it. Not not on the Knicks' top 10 list of this year, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, Maybe I will do a top 10 list for people for 2020. That'd be an interesting exercise for the pod. Do you have a um do you have like a list of like movies that you're trying to watch or on a weekly basis you just catch whatever is coming across? That's the deal. I try yeah. to see everything that's in the theaters, although shit is limited. So this year I've definitely been like I'll see everything in the theaters except for the things that look like real stinkers. Um and then like if there's like a big enough release on Netflix or Amazon, I'll catch that. Mm-hmm. Basically. That's my shit right now. Um eight. We watched The Fate of the Furious. For the well, I don't actually know how many times we've seen it. It's less we, than eighteen. Less than 18 times. This is cycle 18, but we've seen it less than 18 times. We've seen it maybe... I don't maybe... remember. It must have been since like 2000... Yeah, I don't even know, man. 17? I don't even know. 17 sounds right. Yeah, because 7 was 15. This. Yeah, that makes sense. So... Hmm. It doesn't. We don't need to do math on the podcast. That's not yeah. exciting audio. So this cycle, though, we have been going through and listing our top five performances from each movie. So we did six, and this week we've got our top five performances from Furious Eight. Daryl, do you want to start us off with your number five top performance from The Fate of the Furious? I'm pleased to share with you guys that the top five, the top five performance this week on my list is from Baby Brian. Whoa! <laughs> Very good. Baby Brian. That's a real so, Nick pick. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think most of the, uh, most of my, the criteria this week are like, did I enjoy seeing this character on screen? And yes. Do I look right. forward to watching this character ever again? Yeah. And Baby Brian, um, I, you know, as a baby actor, it's sometimes difficult to uh, fit yourself into a scene with other professional acting yeah. adults. But Tough baby life Brian, as a baby actor. Baby Brian had a little bit of charisma here. Mm-hmm. You know, he had his airplane scenes. He's animated. He's interacting with Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. He gives his little wave. He sort of looks like Vin Diesel and is able yeah. to sort of use his nonverbal well, communication. I think maybe Vin Diesel looks sort of like him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Babe Ryan is, uh, you know, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. Whatever I like the part at the cast. end where they're clapping when he says his not- name, Baby Brian. This is Brian. Uh, and everybody starts clapping, and then you cut. There's a, like a little cut to the baby, and the baby sort of starts <laughs> clapping too. I'm like, "Good job, baby! You did a nice job." You know? Yeah, the baby yeah. can look in a direction that sort of works with the scene, and yeah, has a little bit of interaction. I feel like as a baby actor, you just got to be on. You know, mm-hmm. you got to be you on. Have to be, you got to be receptive to whatever cues the person sort of uh, next to or behind camera is giving to you, because everybody's that's all nervous. That's expected. Yeah, yeah, everybody's like, oh, fuck, we got to do baby work today. 
You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is going to take fucking forever. And if you're a baby who can just show up to work and do your job, that's star That's star power right there. <laughs> that's all you got to do. It's like, oh, can yeah. you clap now? No problem, dog. No problem. Is it a I little clap for you? Yeah, last month, right? I, yeah. I also brought my own bag of toys here. Just wave... Yeah, wave the duck, and uh, I'll look that direction, and we're good. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Baby Brian, number five. Number five for me, Nick, is Helen Mirren as Queenie Shaw. Liked her. Loved her. She has one scene in this movie, which I think is enough. And uh, she just, like, is kind of playing against type. With you know, because she's all like prim and proper usually, and this time she gets like sort of down and cockney and like you know grungy, and I think it's good. She's like, I'm a gangster. Have to finish my kappa. You know, <laughs> I <Right>. like that. <laughs> I think it gets too much in uh, Hobbs and Shaw, for sure. But in this movie, I actually like I had a good time with her scene, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, she showed up. She she worked. She got to wear a uh, like a leopard velvet blazer. Yeah, which was nice. Good costume. Yeah, yeah, super solid. All right, so my number four is our big boy Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 I have a qualifier. Only when he's working for Cipher. Mm, okay. I love the like he's like ice cold and and is like he has this like conflicted shit when he has the Elena scenes and uh uh but like when he's pulling the heist he's like man on a mission like single focus driving it cutting the fucking roof off the thing even when he's wearing a mask I'm like oh Vince bringing it here mm-hmm. <laughs> this scene mm-hmm. you know yeah he's wearing I'm a mask into- or he's uh yeah he's obscured by a smoke grenade mm-hmm. and stuff yeah but once he's back in the like family mode i'm just uh, okay yeah i'm done yeah. <laughs> snooze i really i'm not into this anymore <laughs> i like him as a villain i wish vin would play like more Mm, villains and like interesting a, like a dark villain you know i like that too i think that's a good that's a good place for him to explore do people do that though do our act do actors go back and forth playing heroes totally. and villains yeah i think so who, who does it best here mm, that's a good question mm. gary oldman used to play a lot of villains and now he plays a lot of good guys mm-hmm. as he's sort of softened in his old age uh, he played a villain in The Professional, and he played a villain in The Fifth Element, which was, mm-hmm. he's good in that movie. <laughs> uh, but now he plays fucking, like, Winston Churchill and bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, George Smiley. Does Joaquin Phoenix play hero and villain? Totally. Um, yeah. Although he plays a lot of dark hero kind of vibes, so he's still treading in that water. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that movie like? You were never really here. No, that's like the shitty documentary. I think. Um. Yeah, I can't remember one. Like the Joker is kind of a hero of that movie, right? Mm-hmm. So he does that. 
Um, I'm just trying to look it up. There was a movie last year, maybe two years ago, where he played a guy with a hammer. Yeah, you were never really here. That's it. Plays a hero, but he's still like fucked up and suicidal and shit like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think he's good. He kind of plays a hero in her, which is an interesting movie that I don't love, but I think he's very good in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he goes back and forth a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but he likes to play like characters who've got problems. Yeah, right. <laughs> no matter what those problems are. Yeah, yeah, but his best villain is like fucking Gladiator. He's incredible. Uh, he's the best in that fucking movie. He's in Signs. I guess he's the hero. Yeah, he's kind of he play, He's like the brother, right? Mm-hmm. Like Mel is the hero of that movie. But yeah, M Night Shyamalan. I've sort of been on a little M Night Shyamalan kick right lately. Mm-hmm. Also. I think he's underrated, but that's okay. We can we talk about that later. <laughs> What's your number four top performance in Fate of the Furious? Number four for me is going to be um, a character we don't talk about. Mm. Celestine Corniel, okay. who plays Raldo, our, um, the Cuban boss guy, who then comes back. Yes. And, um, I think he's good. He's good. And yeah. He, yeah, he falls into my category this week of people who I enjoyed seeing on screen and look forward to seeing again. And yeah. we don't know anything more about Fast 9, but if he makes another appearance, I would not be upset. No, I wouldn't be upset either. And I think he would fit well as sort of like, let's kick Tego and Omar out the door and maybe like he's part of the extended family who could then like be sort of a helpful crew member as well as a, mm-hmm. you know... Um, you know, I think he's good. He's good in that scene. You know, uh, you gotta, you got. <laughs> what does he say? It's like you make a deal, you gotta pay. You make a deal, you gonna live up. To uh, that's it. right. Oh, you gonna. Oh, live, you gonna you live say? up to it. <laughs> yeah, that scene. As much as I like it, doesn't make all like the word play. It's like two guys with very garbled speech trying to do like word play stuff. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Did you just raise the stakes or not? I couldn't tell. I like, couldn't tell. I thought you yeah. maybe just mispronounced that. I didn't. Right. I didn't quite understand what what happened there. Um, no, I think he's good. He's also good at like the racing part. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like fun when somebody's good in a car and just like, cause that's gotta be hard. You're like on a green screen in like a fake chassis, you know, like, or the fake interior of the car on a green screen stage, like turning the wheel and being like, (laughs) you know, Oh no, (laughs) like that kind of thing. But that's I think the that's, acting part of it. Yeah, it's real acting. It's hard. Um, so if you can do that sort of believably, I think it's really good. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Are, do you think any of ours, our top three, will line up? Maybe. Uh, I don't no. Know. We'll see. Did you pick out some like wild ass shit? I mean, I yeah. feel good about my top five. Like for my watch, this is representative of how I felt about it. So I'll go to my three. Yeah. My three this week is Tyrese Gibson. 
Do you want to know something nuts? My number three this week is Tyrese Gibson as Roman Pierce, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, what? Yeah. I he's know. good. Like, he's in good. He's good in this movie. Yes, he he's good in this movie. It's crazy. Like, they, like we've commented in the past, and he's always set up as kind of a joke. But I mean, usually when we watch it through, we see him in two. We see him in five. Yeah, two, two five. Two. Six, seven, Six, seven, eight. eight. Yeah. And he's a, yeah, he's a joke between two and five. But like somehow if you see him, if you start him at eight, he looks great. Yeah. And he's set up and he's given great scenes. And between, with all of his riffs between uh, Tyrese and Ludacris, like really Ludacris is the, uh, I don't know, like the setup guy and yeah. Tyrese gets to deliver all the fun lines. Yeah, he knocks it out of the park too. Yeah. And I like that they like tone back his like he's serious about the mission again, kind of. Right? Where in seven there's a little heavy handed bits of like I think we should go in here. And then it's like later you know <laughs> later <laughs> that kind of thing. And then he doesn't want to get out of the plane and the whole joke is that he like he's scared. He doesn't want to do the mission. He's gonna. Say, this one is like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for it. Like I'll drive around the streets of New York and dodge all these cars and like help capture Dom and like do all that mission stuff. But I'm still like a fun guy. But I'll still do the mission. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he actually treads that line pretty well. I think in this movie. I think so I was too. into it. Sorry. Yeah. And they and they put him in and they put him into ice water and mm. he gets to. Uh, yeah, shoot the um, snowmobile goonies. Gets to ride around a little bit. Yeah, rides around on like a sled of a door kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It's a fun role. Yeah, he's yeah. a fun role in this movie. Fun fucking role, man. I'm, I'm with you. Tyrese Gibson, number three. All right, number two for me. Elsa Pataki oh. as Elena. Um... She's got two scenes, basically. One where she talks to Dom, and one where she doesn't talk at all, and her mouth is covered, and she gets shot in the head. Mm-hmm. And I think she nails it in both scenes. That's tough. I mean, basically. yeah, she's able to capture real terror. Yeah, exactly. That's like, I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's just, she's there, she shows up to do what she needs to do. This is my same, like, argument with Braga. Right, it's like oh, she's on set for two days. She shows up and she does exactly what she needs to do. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm such a fan of that kind of professionalism. <laughs> I don't know why, but it really <laughs> speaks to me. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you like believe she had a baby, and you believe she cares for cares for Dom, and she, you believe she's scared, and you believe she's in over her head, which we haven't seen that part of Elena before. Because she's always sort of been, she's been mixed up in a world that's bigger than her, but she's sort of always been able to handle it. And this one, she's like, I can't handle this. This is too much. This is crazy. Yeah. I think she gets it across. It's good. Number two. Number two for me is little old old nobody, little nobody, Scott Eastwood. (laughs) <laughs> Got it, Eastwood. He did make my number six. Uh-huh. He's uh-huh. my honorable mention 
for this yeah. movie. I think similarly to like the ludicrous Tyrese setup, like Kurt Russell plus Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood gets to be sort of the fun piece of it where yeah. Kurt Russell just gets to be kind of goofy and weird. And yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's unfair to look at Scott Eastwood as a replacement for Paul Walker. But if you right. separate that and you just sort of, yeah, you take him as his own character here, still kind of fun. Right. Yeah, he is fun. And he, like, does a fine job at at doing his thing, you know? Like, uh, he gets annoyed and he's, like, trying to be serious and trying to lead the team and, like, doesn't understand his role, which is sort of mm-hmm. part of his character. I, I, I like Scott Eastwood. I didn't have a problem with him in this movie, yeah. you know? Um, and he's, he's able yeah. to, I think, improve the, improve the performances of The Rock and Oh, Tyrese. totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good actors make the actors around them better. You know? That's, right. That's the deal. That's the whole, like, John Cazale philosophy. Because that dude made everybody better, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, are we ready for number one? I think so. Wait, who was your two? My two was Elena. Was Elsa oh, yeah. Pataki as Elena. Got yeah. it. All right. We can go for one. Yeah. You think we're aligned on this one? I think we are. That's how I, I feel. It's got to be. There's only one person it actually can be. It's just, it's her. She's so right. good, right? Right. Yeah, she's so good. We're, of course, talking about Charlize Theron. Absolutely. As Cypher. Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad we lined up. I'm, I'm, I knew we were going to line up on number one. Uh, like, it's just like was a foregone conclusion. But, um, I was happy when we lined up on Roman Pierce as well. I thought that mm. was good. But Charlize is bringing something to the table that like nobody in this fucking franchise has dealt with before. You know? Uh, not just in terms of story, not just in terms of villainy, um, but in terms of like, like acting ability. <laughs> you know? Like, oh shit. <laughs> you know how to act. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm so pro. I think, uh, yeah. the, I think in the same way that, um, Owen Shaw, what's his, what's his, what's that actor's name? Um, oh, Luke Evans. Luke yeah. Evans. I think in the same way that the, yeah, that the villain like has to occupy time and space within the movie. They also have to sort of bring something there to, um, yeah to like bring something out of your main characters absolutely like when you think about this movie it's like you know there's vin which is and then you have to have somebody to balance them out and in this case i think charlise was there for her job and more and she really sets the tone for this movie and i think it's hard to play in control Right of like being so totally dominant and in control that like you don't have to worry about these little peons who are annoying, you know, who are like running around being annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that scene in The Dark Knight Rises, uh, which is a fine movie. I don't know, but there's this one scene where like Tom Hardy puts his hand on the guy's shoulder and is like. You feel in control, <laughs> you know. Uh, you're like, oh fuck, 
You know, mm-hmm. like you realize that the dude it just like he cares about so little about the things you think a person would care about. And I get that a little bit from Charlize is like she's so in control of what she wants and what and how she aims to get it and in control of like all the this whole situation that then it's actually really good when it flips and Dom starts like fucking her over and she gets like so a little fright scared, you know what I mean? That she's not in control anymore. I think she like brings mm-hmm. a really nice element there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, she's the only pick for the number one in this movie and I hope to God she's back at nine. Hope to oh, yeah. God she's back at nine. You know, I'm ready for a repeat villain. She's a great like, comic villain who keeps coming back and keeps annoying those you know these people like i think mm-hmm. i think she's perfect for that if we were going to put charlie's cipher into a car in fast nine yeah which better would, happen yeah what do you think she's driving she's driving oh. an american car she's driving an import supercar what do you think she's driving around? Like a Bentley. <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> like a Rolls or something. She and Tyrese yeah. rolling up in met, matching Bentleys. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> yeah. Either that or like a like a super, like a tricked out, um, like Ken Block, Hoonigan style, like Chevy truck or a Ford truck. Yeah, a truck would be good. Or like... She's so red, she drives like a Corolla. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, she just like it. <laughs> this piece of the... It, that would be kind of good if like this... she get they, they get her in her car, but like this piece of the movie so disinterests her, right? Like the driving around trying to like <laughs> battle each other is so disinteresting to Cypher that she's like, whatever. It's a, it gets me A to B. I don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm know? looking for something practical, like a Honda yeah. Clarity. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> the clarity, yeah, <laughs> like a VW, right? Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So to recap, Nick's top five are number five: Helen Mirren as Queenie Shaw. Number four: Vin Diesel as Dom Toretto, but only while he's working for Cipher. <laughs> <laughs> number three: Tyrese Gibson as Roman Pierce. Number two: Elsa Pataki as Elena. Who I don't know. Does she have a last name? Mm, I'm not sure. Okay. I feel like yes, but I don't know what it is. Number one, Charlize Theron as mm. Cypher. Very nice. Top five for me this week in Fast 8 goes number five, Baby Brian, playing mm. Baby Brian. I don't know the baby's name. Um, number four, Celestine Cornell, who plays Raldo, our uh Cuban hero. Mm-hmm. Then I've got Tyrese Gibson as Roman Pierce, Scott Eastwood as Little Nobody, and then Top Sock goes to Charlize. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, do you have other movie shit you want to talk about? I mean, I have a couple other little notes. Uh, I looked up one uh, point of trivia, mm. which is that uh, the coordinates that they play, that they put on screen... Um, leading up to to uh, Hobbs and the Red Dragons soccer game, yes. I was like, oh, I wonder where they uh, wonder where they are. 
Um, it, it turns out that those are actual coordinates of the Universal Studios in California. Ah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They probably found a soccer field right next to the lot, <laughs> you know, to shoot at. Mm-hmm. Um, the very cool. I found it weird. Uh, there's one small thing is that I found it weird. Owen, Owen, not Owen Shaw. Deckard Shaw's accent is kind of weird, and I was wondering mm-hmm. why. And I was like, this dude is like British, kind of like grew up acting. Well, his like co- first couple acting jobs were all like Cockney things, and he's doing a Cockney accent, but it's like weird. He has like a lot of Americanized language, hmm. which I felt was very strange. Um, one thing I'll point out specifically is like he says math instead of maths. Maths. Maths is what mm-hmm. they w- would say. They say it here too in New Zealand. Uh. But he's like, I don't have to do the math. And it's like, whoa, bro. Mm. You know? So I thought that that was weird. Um, My other big note about this movie this time was that, like, Letty kind of gets Elena killed. You know? I mean, she doesn't know she's going to do it. She doesn't know what the deal is. And doesn't know that Elena's, like, kidnapped and shit. But by her taking a stand in front of Dom, being like, I'm not leaving, and you're not going to shoot me. Mm -hmm. It makes Dom stand there and not shoot her, which is the thing that Cypher punishes him for by killing Elena. Hmm. You know? So there's some little tread tread up up there. Interesting. I guess so, but it's hard to it's hard to reverse engineer that because if you're the mastermind that Cipher is, then mm-hmm. the punishment was always that Elena was going to die regardless of the trigger. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Letty, by like four generations of extensions, did sort of work for Cipher at a <laughs> at a moment in time, right? Like if we're doing this. Oh, okay, <laughs> I see it. Thing? I see it. <laughs> You're talking about Cipher by way of Shaw through Braga, through uh-huh. Brian, through Letty. Yeah, through yeah. Letty. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> A little skip level, like, skip level meeting with the yeah, exactly. over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If they had like an all hands company meeting, both of them would be there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Tra- yeah, trace their way up the org tree here and... Uh, yeah, get to Cypher. So, I hope they don't step it up again. I want Cypher to be like the big, big, big bad. I hope they don't like be like, actually, Cypher was working for... <laughs> Cypher was just a senior manager. Let's go to the director <laughs> level here and see what other bad guys we've got. Exactly, exactly. I'm not into that. I just wanted to be Cypher. I do right. think it would be cool if it was like, the family versus Cypher, Owen Shaw, and Braga, like all at once, kind mm. of thing. You know, like there was like a super evil team. Do you? I feel like um, Mr. Nobody's going to have to convert to the bad side, up the ante a little bit, or something. Well, yeah, we got to do something because they got John Cena coming into this fucking thing. Yeah, there's going to be a little... Um, I got down on it today when I was talking to somebody else. Uh-huh. Uh, John Cena, it just... 
I don't know. I don't know. I have a bad feeling. I just have it's a bad feeling. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. I got a bad feeling about it, man. Yeah. 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 Maybe aspects of it will be good, but the John Cena part is not going to be one of those aspects. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. You want to do shout outs? Yeah, let's hit it. All right. Um, I'll shout out. I'll start off this week. We have a little mm-hmm. segment here on the pod called Shout Outs, where we talk about products or places or things or people or institutions that we're just digging this week. So um, I want to give a shout out to Epolito's Pizza. Um, there is a woman here from New Jersey um, named Chicky. I believe her name is. And she, mm-hmm. about 10 years ago, opened a pizza place and makes like New York, New Jersey style pizzas there. Like She was the first in town in Auckland to do an 18-inch pizza. I'm not shouting out to her pizza, though, this week because a couple of weeks ago, she said to me, she said, if you give me a week's heads up, I'll make you some bagels. I was like, what? Mm. Because all you can get around here are these fucking Montreal-style bagels that suck shit, bro. They're terrible. What are they like? They're like these little, tiny, thin, thin doughy. They're like super dense and mm-hmm. like crumbly garbage, basically. Ugh. Not into it. I need a nice, fluffy New York-style bagel, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she uh, made me a dozen bagels last night. And it was... Wow. They're fucking great. Uh, and I haven't had a bagel in basically three years. And I love it. I love wow. it. Yeah. How do so you, shout out uh, to Epolito's Bagels. How do you dress your bagel? Cream cheese, baby. Philly. Clean. Philly yeah. cream cheese. I mean, I am down for other people to dress my bagel different ways. Right? Get a little locks, capers, lemon. Time, whatever that fucking shit is, time or dill, 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 mm-hmm. little dill on there. Um, I even like a like a whitefish or a sable, you know, like something like that. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. But Are you would you say you're a um, high, medium, or low volume cream cheese applicator? High, Whoa. big old big <laughs> schmear. Honestly, sometimes just like cut a slice off the block and slap it on there. You know what I mean? Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I certainly nice. grew up as a low, low volume schmear, and now I'm more of a medium. But yeah, I've seen I've seen you high volume schmear guys, and I just like whoa, yeah, load it up, whoa. load it up. In fact, load it up on both sides, yeah, and then put it together and cut it in half like a double right. stuff Oreo, baby. Yeah, that's the yeah. whole thing. Like, given like. If, even if you're talking perfect texture on the bagel, like the, if you take a bite out of that extra, stu- that double stuff cream cheese, it's yeah. getting all over the place. Half yeah. of it is squirting out the back. Whatever. I'm not eating it on the train. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Give me. And That's then savage. once you get the cream cheese that falls on the plate, yeah. you can dip that dip bit it. and end into the cream cheese. You know, so you got a little dipping sauce now. Right, right. Yeah. Because of, because of the unique properties of the bagel shape, you have more edges than you normally would. Correct for scooping. Correct, I more surface area. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very good. That's a good channel. I'm glad you were able to 
seek out some bespoke bagels. Yeah, man. I got I got a bespoke bagel. I got a hookup. I got nice. a bagel lady. She's nice. great. What do you want to shout um, out to this week? So my shout out is also a food shout out. Mm. Um, it's to both the product and the institution. Popeye's chicken. Yep. Yes oh, wow. and yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes and yes. That's a yes we, and a yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I just we've been talking about fried chicken for like a couple of weeks here. We haven't really connected on it. And last night I was like, I think I'm going for it here, mm-hmm. and I ordered it for delivery. There's a Popeyes like maybe two blocks away, but yeah. we just finished a little snowstorm here. Yeah. I just got a rapid COVID test, so I'm not trying to be out and about too much. Right, I'm clean. Um, this Popeyes came here in like less than 10 minutes sick and i went with the perfect amount which is an eight piece mixed yeah because if you're going for less than that you know it's not quite enough no yeah it's not. so eight piece mix with um biscuits and then the dave chang recommended rice and beans oh okay yeah are uh, you a dave far- chang follower Yes. Yeah. I think I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am too. I mean, I like the guy for sure. Right. Yeah. I like the guy. I listen to his podcast occasionally mm-hmm. and I used to dine at his establishments infrequently. Infrequently. But I, would yeah. make, I would make it a point. I would do like Momofuku. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Song I bar. went to the Noodle Bar and I went to. There was like milk bar too, which was like his protege. Did a dessert place. I wasn't into yeah. it. Too I, salty. It's it's too wild. Just make too a normal salty. cookie. Give Don't me a cookie. A cookie. Yeah, I, that's all I cookie. want is cookie and ice cream. You put fucking salt all over it. Fuck yeah, you. Cover the thing in fucking sprinkles. Like yeah, no, like not if into you're it. in the milk bar, you might be a psychopath because it's yeah. not. It's not that good. Same thing. There's a place here called Duck Island, which sort of like tries to do milk bar style ice cream and milk Mm -hmm. bar style shit. It's too fucking salty. I don't don't know what to tell you. I don't want salt in my fucking ice cream. I don't fucking want to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, we've got such good like, um, like classic, like old school ice cream sort of establishments yeah. around here. We've yeah. got like the Van Leeuwen style and the Ample Hills, just like yeah. good stuff. So I don't, need, I don't need to be fooling around with any milk bar no. desserts. No. But yeah, Popeye's chicken though. Yeah, it's so good. Do you go spicy? I, yeah, I go spicy, but it's not even necessary. Their, their regular is also outstanding. Yeah, I do, are, I do yeah, bone. I do bone in. A lot of people will go tenders. Or something, but no bone in is where it's fucking at. Tenders bone are for babies. That's baby right? shit. Yeah, okay. cut the teeth so I can get as close as possible to that nice bone, and then yeah, chuck it later like an adult. Yeah, uh, tenders are baby shit. Okay, it's right. <laughs> like I'm not into that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, I like I love Papa. I mean, we, you and I have had some fancy ass fried chicken at some some points in our life, like that. Um, God, what was that fucking place? Do you remember some, like Sweet Chick or some pies and thighs? Or yeah, something? we had Sweet Chick. There was also like Hot House. What was the thing? Uh, thing oh, we Peaches. Hot Peaches House. Hot House. Mm-hmm. That chicken 
fucked me up. <laughs> that chicken was spice, so spicy. It fucked. That chicken fucked, fucked me up. I ate that chicken maybe at like 5.30 at night. And I went to bed and I woke up at 3 in the morning and had diarrhea for the next 10 hours, bro. It was outrageous. That chicken fucked me up so god damn. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Um, but uh, Popeyes would never do that to me. That's all. Right. Yeah, so that's like pro, a pro for Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good people. The chicken's always hot. It's pretty fresh. And like, always super nice. Like, I always been in a Popeye. Everybody's fucking nice. Mm. You know? Solid institution. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not delving into the chicken sandwich debate that happened last year i'm not getting into it but mm-hmm. suffice it to say i'm pro popeyes um anyway this has been no one likes the tuna podcast and uh if you want to hear more or listen more or talk more you can find us at nolt podcast on twitter uh, I just i've been i tweet i tweet a lot i don't tweet a lot a lot but if someone tweets at us i respond so get on it. I just had a f- big fight about the Mandalorian with somebody <laughs> on Twitter. Nice. You see that shit? I didn't see the fight, and I, I'm about to go watch. I'll probably watch. I'm kind of caught up. I, I think I'm maybe one yeah, or two. I'm kind of watching. Yeah. Well, there's like a computer face situation in one of the last episodes, <laughs> and I obviously disparaged it and people were somebody was they, we were just we were having it wasn't a fight it was actually a guy I really like and then uh-huh. yeah, well, yeah yeah anyway I'll check so, it I'll check it out I'll jump in if you want to get in a Twitter fight with me like do it I'm down you <laughs> anything know? you want anything you want to fight about we're there we're there we're there we're there um so, at Noel Podcast on Twitter, no one likes the Tuna Podcast on Instagram. Daryl's going to post a picture of his car. Um, what else do we have? Patreon.com slash no one likes the Tuna Podcast. Daryl and I, now that I'm off work, I can pod any time, any day, any minute. Maybe we should also like bank some episodes. That would be cool. Then we could have a few weeks off in a row. Okay, that. we'll talk offline. Um, and we're also going to do a Riddick series on that, whatever, that thing, Patreon. Uh, what else? Email, no one likes to do podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on wherever you believe is the best way to listen to podcasts. Uh, that's it from me. I think so, too. We'll continue next week with another randomly chosen Fast and the Furious movie. What movie are we watching next week? So it's just so that we watch the same movie. <laughs> uh, we're doing Tokyo Drift next week. Sick. Fun. Good. Yeah. Great. That'll switch up our list, too, because then I can't keep you doing this like Dom Tyrese, Dom Tyrese shit every week. Right. So. Right. Cool. All right. That'll be fun. Till next time. 